This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharif Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. I talk about what our media has been focusing on the past few weeks, South Africa's role in the ICC, and what would happen if the President of Russia lands on South African soil. And there's no better person to talk to me about this than Stephen Grust, Head of Governance and Diplomacy Program at South African Institute of International Affairs. Stephen, welcome, and thank you so much for joining me. Thanks, Cherise. Happy to be here. The Business Day today in the editorial, Stephen, speaks about two high-level South African government delegations, which are abroad, to quote the Business Day, to try to contain self-inflicted damage caused by our erratic and thoughtless diplomacy. Minister Sidney Mufamadi is in the U.S., and Pravin Gordon is in China. Stephen, what is going on? (laughs) So... I think part of this is fallout for the positions that South Africa has taken on the Russian invasion Ukraine and sub, uh, of Ukraine and the subsequent war. The fact that uh, the president found it necessary to send a delegation to uh, the U.S., to Washington, is telling because I think uh, we have been s- – even though we are claiming to be non-aligned, I think our actions by South Africa have put us uh, on the Russian side of the fence. So things like the military exercises that were done in February, uh, visits to the to the to the Russian capital and other cities in Russia by delegations from South Africa, uh, the docking of ships, etc., uh, etc. Et and so I think uh, South Africa is worried about this. I think we've been given a free ride by the Western countries for a long time, and it's like you can't punish South Africa. But uh, the president is clearly worried if he has sent a high-powered delegation like this to the U.S. to explain our position. And what is our position? <laughs> so our position is officially non-aligned. So we have... Uh, abstained on all of the UN resolutions through the General Assembly since last February. There have been about six or seven by now. Um, but we are close politically to Russia. There's no question about that. There was a, you know, very warm chemistry when, uh, Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov came to South Africa a few months ago. Uh, as I said, we participated with China and Russia in military exercises off the coast of KZN that happened over the anniversary of the invasion of Ukraine. And, you know, what kind of signal does that send? The ANC Youth League sent a delegation to Ukraine to observe the uh, referenda about them, uh, you know, becoming part of Russia and said it was all free and fair and kosher. And, uh, uh, yeah, there are a lot of signs. So we say we're neutral, we say we're not aligned, but, you know, I think the sympathies of the ANC or parts of the ANC definitely lie with Russia. We spoke previously about the, um, the government walking. Le- okay, so, so you know what? Let's, before we go into the question, let's take our ad break, and we'll, after that we'll look at where we're at. This is Jewish Board Talk with Cherie Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. And I'm talking to Stephen Grust, and we're talking about what happens if South Africa hosts the BRICS and Putin arrives on South African soil. So South Africa is going to host the BRICS in uh, in August, uh, the grouping of Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. We have confirmed that we have invited President Putin. We don't yet have a confirmation from the Russian side that he will definitely attend. But if he attends, South Africa has a big legal headache because we are members of the International Criminal Court and there is a 
an arrest warrant or a charge against Putin for tra- child trafficking, taking children out of Ukraine and taking them to Russia. And so as one of the 120-something members of the court, if he comes to South Africa and sets foot on South African soil, we would be obliged to uh, take him into custody and hand him over to the ICC. Now, we've seen this before. Uh, in 2015, Omar al-Bashir of Sudan had a, a warrant over his head. He came to South Africa for the BRIC summit, uh, sorry, the, uh, the UN, uh, African Union summit, and uh, South Africa was ordered to arrest him. There was even a, a court case, an urgent court appeal that said that we had to do so, and he left the country uh, scot-free. Uh, I don't think South Africa wants to have the reputation of being a country that doesn't abide by law because it's not only the Rome Statute, the international law, that has been domesticated into South African law and, and by our own laws we are obliged to, to pick him up. But is that going to happen? I really doubt it. He may not travel because he hasn't traveled much outside of the former Soviet Union except to Iran. So he may make things easier and, and not come. But if he does, uh, the other thing that, that I heard the other day was that the Minister of Justice was talking about amending the legislation that uh, domesticates the Rome Statute uh, to change it to say that he, uh, sitting heads of state would be immune from prosecution or immune from arrest. So that's one possible stratagem that we might see going through Parliament in the next couple of days and weeks. But, yeah, you know, if you're going to follow the letter of the law, we would be obliged to to arrest him. And and the Premier of the Western Cape had said if he sets foot in the Western Cape, he would arrest him. I think that's a bit of a moot point because the summit is in Durban. So unless he's going to Clifton Beach with <laughs> wine farms, um, he's unlikely to be in the Western Cape. I mean, could uh, Durban may arrest him? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't think that the mayor have the, has those powers and functions. Uh, that's so, a, it's a, it's a, so it's a moot point irrespective of where he is. Well, I mean, can a citizen arrest him? I, I, to be honest, I don't really know. What I do expect is there'll be some kind of legal challenge by NGOs, again, putting pressure on government to, to arrest him. But I can't see it happening. I, I, you know, this is one of our BRICS allies. This is a country that we're close to. Um, you know, I, I just don't think that's one of the, the outcomes we're going to see. South Africa, and we spoke about this last time, we, we walk right but talk left. Are we starting to find that that's actually no longer possible, especially if our Minister Mahmoudi is in the U.S.? And if the consequences, and as you said, the West are getting a little bit tired of South Africa, what are the implications for South Africa? Yeah, I mean, I think one thing which is really in danger is the African Growth and Opportunity Act, AGOA, which is an agreement by the U.S. Congress to allow products from Africa into the U.S. Uh, duty-free or almost duty-free, and it covers uh, many, many products in South Africa as part of that. That is expiring in 2025, and it doesn't look like it's going to be renewed in the same form. But if we get those trade privileges revoked, it's going to be make our industries even less competitive. We're going to have less access to the U.S. market. And will have really dire financial implications. I mean, one, one bit of fallout that we may have already seen, but it's not being spun by, like this, is that South Africa was not invited to the G7, G7 summit in Japan, uh, later this year or the, this month, I think. Um, instead, the head of the African Union was invited, and that is the president of the Comores, uh, which is not South Africa. Now, South Africa said, no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, it's important that the AU is recognized. He really doesn't want to go. He doesn't feel snubbed or slighted. But that's the way it's being read, that slowly, slowly um, we might see uh, consequences for South Africa of, of 
trying to uh, straddle this, but but you know, in public, being very pro-Russian. Uh, again, I don't know how long we can carry on being schizophrenic in our policies and our talk. Can we just take a quick, quick break? This is Jewish Board Talk with Cherie Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. And I'm talking to Stephen Groose, and I remember now what I wanted to ask you. Stephen, there was an article in the Business Day that seemed to imply that the reason South Africa is closing up to Russia is because Russia is paying the ANC. Is that... You know, this this has been going around for a while. We do have evidence that one of the Russian oligarchs, Victor Vexelsberg, who's very involved in manganese uh, mining, is on record for uh, of uh, making donations to the ANC in the tune of millions of rand. So that we know. Uh, and they have to disclose that in, in new legislation that's been passed in Parliament. We don't really know if Russia is paying the salaries of the ANC. Maybe p- some people are... Uh, there just isn't enough in-depth uh, investigation to definitely definitively make that point. But, you know, it would certainly explain some of the positions that have been taken. <clears throat> but I, I can't prove it. Do you think South Africa can change its course? It can, but will it? Because it's continually making choices, as we always do in foreign policy. And it's when when it's had choices to make, it has it has favoured the China Russia rather than the U.S. Europe uh, r- road. So you know things might change after the 2024 elections and what kind of coalition government we get. Uh, that would be interesting to look at. Last question: As ordinary South Africans, <clears throat> should we be worried about our economy plummeting? Should Putin arrive in South Africa? There probably will be an effect on the RAND if he comes. Uh, I think there'll be heightened attention on South Africa. We're going to be under a lot of pressure. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if the economy uh, has a dip. It's a very fragile economy that's buffeted by a lot of things that happen overseas. Oh, I'm pleased I'm not making these decisions in the government here. It's, uh, Cyril must not sleep well at night. I'm sure I wouldn't if I were him. Um, Stephen, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks, Cherise.